Hi everyone, and welcome to the place where we discuss all things communication. This is Guide to Awesomeness, powered by Coldwell Banker, Ronan Realty. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another awesome episode of Guide to Awesomeness. Today, I am joined with Jess Lenouvel. So Jess has been a real estate agent for over 15 years and has built multiple seven-figure businesses from scratch that sold over $400 million in property income in the past four years. She is the creator of the Listing Lab Method, which has helped hundreds of real estate agents create unlimited income, freedom, and impact on other people's lives. Jess has been featured in Entrepreneur, Forbes, and is the author of More Money, Less Hustle, Becoming the Seven-Figure Real Estate Agent. She lives in... Eleuthera. 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 I'm going to have a hard time with that one. Eleuthera Bahamas with her husband, Eve, and their cats, Dolce and Lila. Jess, mm-hmm. thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. Just to kind of get a quick introduction, I want to get a little bit more diving into who you are. Um, how did you kind of get into the role that you're in now? Things really changed, I would say. I was in my early 30s. I had the like seven figure, multi seven figure team. Things were running really well. And I had a bit of like an existential crisis, like a little bit of like a, I don't know, like a midlife crisis in my early 30s. And I just realized that I was serving the wrong people. I loved my business. I had tons of freedom, but there was something missing. There was this element of, I don't know, it was just this little like thread of something that didn't feel quite right. And so my husband and I started just sort of exploring it and trying to figure out, you know, what is it? And what we came to the realization of was I was serving the wrong people. I really wanted to be helping other agents and I didn't want to necessarily be selling real estate anymore. And so, yeah, we did the big scary thing and we transitioned. And every single person in my life told me I was crazy. My mom's been in the real estate industry for 35 years. She thought I lost my mind. Because I'd worked so hard and we'd finally gotten to that level of we can travel wherever, whenever we want. We have this like well-oiled machine of a business that was extremely lucrative, really fun, but it just wasn't quite enough. So we shifted gears and we started the listings lab. That's understandable. I mean, I, I know that I found myself in that same sort of position again early, really early in my early 20s. I was in a, in a business in the hospitality industry and I... I was seeing people put money towards, you know, these small little, you know, little expenses of, hey, you know, having a room or something like that. And for for twice as much as what I was making working in a month. And it just it it just didn't make sense to me why I'm in an industry where I'm just servicing, you know, the man, the boss <laughs> who's ta- who's taking control of everything. And I I needed to find a, something where I could create more impact and have more purpose and more meaning. And and you know that that idea, you're crazy. You know, you're going to get out of this and you've been doing this for how you're doing it for three or four or five, 20 years. And now you're just going to decide, okay, I'm just going to. I'm done. I plans. need something different. Yeah. 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 And I think, but as humans that we are like that, especially now we're finding more and more people are, are realizing that, you know, they have the ability to do that. So they decide, okay, we're going to make a change and make it worthwhile. And I think we only get to do this once, right? So, you know, do what you want to do, do what the thing is that lights you up and. If you find something that you you love and that you're really good at, you'll make money at it no matter what. Of course. So dive in now a little bit more into detail about the listings lab. So what exactly is it and what makes it an effective tool in real estate? Yeah. So the listings lab is the program that I wish that I'd had. 
it would have saved me years and years of experimentation and research, but it also would have saved me probably over like several hundred thousand dollars in like testing things over the years. It's really like the complete piece of marketing. It's everything from lead generation to social media marketing to how to take someone from a psychological standpoint from stranger to client. So it's digital. Everything that I teach is digitally based. I'm not a big believer in cold calling and door knocking and things like that because everything that I teach is essentially unlimitedly scalable. So even if I'm working with an agent who is doing $80,000 a year, we're building everything from a foundation of this is one day going to be a big, thriving seven figure business. We're not making decisions that are, you know, make sense for a small business that's under six figures. We're making decisions that are going to lead them to the future path of what they want to build. So everything that we do is digitally based. We actually under the umbrella of the listings lab, which is like from a company standpoint, we have three programs. One of them is actually called the Listings Lab as well, which is kind of our core offer. And it's the marketing foundations, everything that you need to build the foundation to seven figures. We usually ask that agents are, you know, within the low six figure to mid six figure range in order to get into that program. We set all of those foundations, they start having too much business come in. And then the next step for that from there is uh, the seven figure agent program, which is scaling, leadership and hiring, operations and and automations and systems, um, and everything that they need in order to build a seven-figure business with freedom. And it makes sense, obviously, you know, the way that this is set up isn't meant for necessarily that fresh off the hop, just finished getting the program. Like some of the the skill sets and the mindsets maybe might be effective for you, but it's not going to be where you're going to find the most success because at that point you are you're fresh, you're new, you haven't built anything to start backing to build yourself up more. Yeah, exactly. And I think that what people need at different times is different, right? I'm a really big believer that until you are at that six figure mark, you should not be paying for ads. Everything that you should be doing should be organic. But you can still use digital marketing, you can still use psychology, you can still build a really, really great messaging base. It just shouldn't be throwing a bunch of spaghetti at the wall and hoping something sticks. I think way too many new agents think that they have to buy leads or pay for ads and they're not there yet. You want to get to a point where you have vetted your messaging. You know that that what you're going to put out there is going to have results come back. You want to know what that ROI is going to look like. And then once it's tested, once it's vetted and we know that it works, then you can throw gas on the fire. How would you say that the experiences that you've had, you know, going from this idea of, you know, being in that real estate mindset to building those that business to then now stepping in and deciding, okay, I'm going to be more of a coach and more of a a game changer for other people. How has that experience sort of changed the way that you do business? I think that the way that I look at things is I feel like my ripple effect is bigger. And that was something that was that was really important to me. I look at now some of the agents who I've helped to get them to seven figures. And I look at their lifestyles, their spouses, their kids, their parents, and everyone is impacted by that. And it's kind of a beautiful thing to think that like, that I built something that then not only impacts the people who are on my team and their families, but also every single person who comes through our programs, we're giving them the tools to do the same. And that will also have a greater impact and it'll impact 
them and their their kids and their kids' kids. And it's just this kind of amazing thing. I feel super connected to what I do now in a way that I didn't before. And not because I wasn't helping people. Of course I was. I just really feel like I found my thing. It's been a beautiful, it's kind of been a beautiful transition because I, just like I teach agents, I myself also have a a highly leveraged team that works very hard and that are amazing people, which allows me to live in the Bahamas and have a lot of freedom and focus on, on the business instead of necessarily always being in the business because the in the business stuff is taken care of. And it's, it's again, a well-oiled machine. Of course. And again, that that took time and that took, you know, the training and the grinding to get to that point. But again, that's that's all part of it. If you want, if that's what you're looking to do and you want to be live that lifestyle and be be that style of business, then you have to obviously you have to work towards getting there. Yeah. And I think a lot of it comes from clarity, really understanding, you know, I knew five years ago exactly where I wanted to be today. And I am there. And it's because every single decision and every step and every dollar was moving us closer and closer to that end result. And I think so many people are so focused on the next deal or the next month or the next quarter that they're not looking at the big picture. And that's really when you can get distracted by shiny objects and you can get pulled in a lot of different directions because there's not that lighthouse or that guiding North Star of exactly what you're building and why. I like that. I like the idea of the fact, again, it's like, the, like you said, that North Star, it's funny, you know, Coldwell Banker, that's part of their <laughs> branding is the North Star. Yep. But again, it's true. Like when you, if you don't know what it is that you're looking for, and you don't have sort of a, a point of interest that you're fo- that you're getting towards, then you're just going to live that sporadic, everything is in the moment, which isn't necessarily a bad thing if you do it right. But if if you're finding that that lifestyle isn't working for you, then maybe looking at, okay, how do I focus into one thing that I'm looking for in that set sort of distant goal that I want? I think that it's important to the process that we take people through when we work with them at a higher level is we do 10 years, three years, one year, and then quarters. So the 10 year is basically we know where we're going to end up and we reverse engineer everything from there. So the 10 year dictates the three year, the one year and the quarters, because everything then gets broken down. And it's actually when you have that plan laid out that way, it can be super predictable. Very infrequently do we find people get stuck, because they're not repeating the same year. I have a coach that uh, used to say, do you have 10 years of experience? Or do you have one year of experience repeated 10 times? And I think that in real estate, that's very easy to hit a certain level and then just repeat and churn. And that's fine for some people. But I think that a lot of us got into real estate for the same three reasons. We wanted unlimited income potential. We wanted to not have a ceiling. We wanted the ability to set our own schedule and and create freedom in our lives and our lifestyles. And we wanted to help people. And so many agents never actually achieve all three. They become the bottleneck of the business or their marketing becomes the bottleneck of their business and they get stuck. And then, you know, once they hit that certain level, they just keep repeating this and they have the same year over and over again. And they feel like they're not really fulfilling their potential. They're happy. They're fine with where they are, but they feel like they've left something on the table. And really at the end of the day, I'm a really big proponent of the seven figure business, not because I think, there's glory or ego or anything associated with it. 
I think that the true definition of freedom or what I consider freedom to be is being able to do what you want, where you want, when you want, with who you want. And that seven figure number, not only from a leverage standpoint, from a team standpoint, from a from like a free liquid capital standpoint, from a lifestyle perspective, it opens a lot more doors and it allows you to have a lot more freedom that you don't have at the two hundred and fifty dollars to $500,000 mark. So I guess diving into more on the idea of marketing and talking about that idea of using the right tools and sort of leveraging, marketing obviously can be, it's one of the most difficult parts of communication when it comes to business. What would you say is the most effective forms of marketing and how can we leverage those more effectively? The fundamentals of marketing haven't changed. The fundamentals of a sale haven't changed for hundreds and hundreds of years. Right. doesn't matter if you're selling a scarf in the town square in, you know, medieval London or if you're selling real estate today, it's problem solution. And I think that a lot of the time what ends up happening is people forget that there's psychology involved. So it doesn't really matter what the platform is. Well, the platform only matters in terms of getting the message out in front of the right people at the right time. To that extent, like I'm not a huge Facebook lover. I spend a lot of time marketing on Facebook because it's where my ideal audience lives, right? I consume on TikTok, right? So completely different platforms, but different purposes. From a fundamental standpoint, there is a journey and there are, you know, from what we teach, there's nine points of what someone needs in order to go from cold lead to inbound client. And Really, some of it has to do with consistency and frequency. Some of it also has to do with putting the right messaging out to them at the, at the right time. And I think so much real estate has been, so much marketing foundations have been lost in real estate. So much of it is, here's a picture of my head and call me, right? Or people are still running Facebook ads that look like business cards, which is shocking to me. And there's no messaging, there's no emotion, people make decisions emotionally before they make them logically, and really building that relationship at scale. At the end of the day, this is a human to human business. And if we're not going to be replaced by the iBuyers, then we have to give some value. And I actually think that there will be fewer agents 10 years from now than there are now, because we are being disrupted. And it's a good thing. Because the people who truly give value, the people who are running a real business, those people will always have business and there will always be that market. But just like anything else, there's always going to be a Walmart and there's always going to be a Chanel. And too many agents fall into the cheaper, faster easier category, which is the Walmart category. And I think that that's the that's the side of the industry that's really being disrupted. The Chanel side of the industry is still very solid. Because of the fact that they've always had they, they process the same way they've always had the same backing, they've always had the supports they've they've needed. They know that it works. They know how to work with what they're what they have. And the messaging is so very different, right? It's so it's focused on what's actually driving people's moves. People don't move because it's fun. Like we've all moved. It's terrible, (laughs) right? The reason why people move is because they think that something in their current situation that's not serving them can be made better or solved with a move. Exactly. And that's something I know I learned back in college with marketing. You know, again, it's, it's problem solving. 
that's all it is. You're somebody has a question, an issue, a problem, and you're there to answer it. Just like anything, any service, any good business solves a problem or fills a need, right? It's the businesses that fail are the ones that think that they have a good idea, but don't bet it in the market. Exactly. In today's world, I get because again, talking about that idea of, you know, adapting and changing and being making sure that obviously what we're sharing is is purposeful and meaningful. We talk about within um, the listings lab process, you know, being relevant, Mm -hmm. being omnipresent and being intimate. Mm -hmm. How can a business benefit from ensuring that they are being all of those things? Well, I think that if you aren't hitting all of those things, you're leaving money on the table, but you also could be wasting your marketing efforts. Right. So relevancy is if a message isn't relevant, it's noise. We filter it out. We're marketed towards 10,000 million times a day. I don't even know what the number is anymore. And our brains have to filter out message. Otherwise, we'd be bombarded and all of us would just go crazy. It makes me think a little bit sometimes of the matrix that our brains are like are, are filtering and moving information constantly and only pulling out those rare pieces that truly are relevant so that we connect with those things. So relevancy, you know, the foundation of all relevancy is going to be niching down and figuring out who's the target demographic and and who are you targeting or customizing your message for. The omnipresence part of it is putting the right message in front of the right person at the right time on a frequent level. So it really comes down to, does your ideal client feel like they see you everywhere? Are you constantly top of mind? Now, if somebody sees you everywhere and you're not relevant, you're omnipresent but not relevant, you're annoying, right? So again, it comes down to, are we breaking through the noise with a relevant message that's valuable to this person? And then again, can we be omnipresent with that message? The intimacy piece is the foundation of all real estate. It's relationships. So once we have all of that, then that person becomes an inbound conversation. And part of intimacy also is, you know, vulnerability, authenticity. It's the personal story side of it too, that I think is really important that so many agents miss. Again, I said this earlier, a broken record, people buy emotionally before they buy logically. It's the same thing with any decision. I want someone to be able to see you in a grocery store, recognize you and know the name of your dog. Little things like that make a really big difference because there's two different kinds of celebrity. There's Brad Pitt, who is not not someone that we feel like we can tap on the shoulder and have a chat with. It's the from afar on a pedestal celebrity. But then there's your approachable celebrity. There's the person who, you know, you followed on social media for years or that you've watched on HGTV or whatever that you feel like you know, and that if you saw them, it wouldn't feel weird to meet them in real life because you kind of feel like you know them already. That's the kind of approachable celebrity that we're going after. So if we're going to break it into three major buckets, I would say it's authority value, it's social proof, and it's personal. So those are the three buckets that ideally you want to hit in order to give somebody everything that they need in order to choose you. The social proof category is not just listed, just sold, or your typical look at me, look at me, I'm number one, which is the way that most agents have been taught to brag online. Instead of that, what we really like to focus in on is case studies, testimonials, and PR or media attention. Case studies, probably the most powerful, but the most underutilized form of marketing in real estate. HGTV is an entire network of case studies. 
And that's why it's addictive. That's why people love watching it because you get to be part of a, the, the most intense process. You get to follow and live vicariously through people. Being able to do that and highlight different properties and different clients and different success stories is absolutely magical from a marketing standpoint. Testimonials should always be screenshots. They should never be put in Canva and doctored and make made beautiful because they're a lot less trustworthy that way. Unfortunately, we are not a super trusted industry. Nope. <laughs> so we we're have not. to we have to find different ways to show that we're being honest and we're being authentic. And then the PR side of it is podcasts or articles in newspapers or some sort of media attention that not only do you have access to someone else's audience, but you can also create more authority within your audience. Makes sense. I like that idea. The fact, you know, I can honestly say that I, I see those, some of those things sometimes and I see those things and I'm thinking, but what if we do it differently? Like, what if we just like, just tweak it a little bit and it, but it's hard to do. It's hard to convince change. It is. People are afraid of change. It is. And, and the other thing I think that happens in real estate so often, and it's a product of the fact that a lot of people who get into real estate don't have business backgrounds, right? And so what do they do? They look at what other people are doing and they copy. And I get it to a certain extent, but a lot of the stuff nowadays that's being copied was effective in like 95, but we're a lot of years past that. I just tried to math quickly and it didn't, it didn't happen. That's okay. Me. I was born in 95. So I can okay, tell you so almost 20 years. It's been over 27 yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, at the same time, we have this ability to break through all of that. Just listed, just sold. I'm number one. Look at this award that I got and actually break through it and create something that, you know, and, and use these techniques that are immutable strategies and principles in marketing. They haven't changed. They're not going to change. The only thing that is going to change over time is the delivery. You know, maybe we'll have a different social media platform, you know, in a, in a year or two. Maybe the metaverse, the metaverse is coming, guys. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, so, you know, the platforms will change the tactics that will change instead of focusing on what's the best hashtag. Instead, let's focus on creating a strategy and a full marketing procedure and a funnel that will take someone from stranger to client. There's this common misconception that a funnel is just a series of opt-ins or steps that people go through. That's really not what a funnel is. A funnel can look like the steps of a funnel can be a million different things. A funnel truly is a psychological journey from stranger to client. And when you nail it, your entire business becomes super easy or the generation, like the, the client generation part of your business becomes really easy because it compounds over time. And you're not having to manually chase. Instead, you get to sit back with your perfect messaging and attract. And who doesn't want that? Right? I know. I'd love to. If I had my own <laughs> business, I'd be all over that. Yeah. Like, of course. It's easier. It's easier. It's more scalable. It's, you know, and the conversations that you have are so different. When somebody comes to you and says, hey, I've seen, I've been in your funnel. I've seen all of your marketing. I've watched all your videos. I feel like I know you. Will you come list my house? It's a very different conversation than I saw your ad and I'm going to speak to seven other agents and see who's going to do it the cheapest. Very different conversation. And I know I'd always want to have the first one. Right. <laughs> Definitely. What is one thing that you would say has made the most impact on your communication? Confidence. 
it's not the prerequisite. It's the reward. Do it scared. I've done a lot of things really scared. (laughs) Of course. It's the only way I think that we make change. If we're not afraid of doing something, then we're probably not doing enough. Or we're not pushing ourselves. Exactly. I remember the first videos that I ever took for social media marketing. And this was like, a feels like 100 years ago. I used to go on the roof of my building and I would record them on the roof because I was so nervous about someone seeing me. And if my husband came up to check on me to see if I'd fallen off the roof, I'd yell at him and tell him that he had to leave me alone. And that because I was so uncomfortable and I was so nervous, but I wanted to do it and I knew I had to do it. You know, the first time I spoke on stage, I was terrified. And you go, you do it. Maybe it wasn't great, but it gets better and it gets better and it gets better. And I think that uh, if, if more people in the real estate space did things scared, we would move faster. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you never know. When I wrote my book, I was like, well, it's out there. Let's hope they like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't know. And now that actually talking about your book, I'd love, I'd love to hear a little more details. And I'd love for you to have the opportunity to share a little bit more about it. Because I think, I think there's so much value in, in sort of the, the processes and mentalities that we've already talked about that I think I'm sure are detailed within your book. And I'd love to hear more about it. Yeah. So my book is called More Money, Less Hustle, Becoming the Seven Figure Real Estate Agent. It's based on seven pillars to seven figures. And it's broken down kind of chapter by chapter. There's a lot of personal story in there. Um, the whole book starts with what we call the spaghetti incident, which is really what sh- when I was still selling real estate, when I was doing a million dollars alone, and I was burnt out, and I was answering the phone in the middle of conversations, you know, all doing all the wrong things, being super reactive, having no systems and no support, and no leverage. And the journey and all of the pieces and all of the mistakes to actually building that seven figure business with freedom. And so we break it down chapter by chapter. The the end of it is really the culmination of the whole thing. The other thing that we did with this book is we provided and built out what we call the seven figure starter kit. So with the book also comes a course. Because if I had put everything I put in the course in the book, no one would ever finish it. It would be so, so, so long. So there's a, vid- a video course that, that go, kind of goes alongside chapter by chapter that goes a lot more in depth and goes a lot more into the how rather than the why, which I think is missing from a lot of books. Yeah, I mean, so far, it's been amazing. It's a number one bestseller on Amazon, which has been pretty great. I just recorded the audiobook, which was a whole scary process in itself. It's been a great exercise in also, again, doing something scared for the first time. But uh, the feedback has been amazing. People absolutely love it. I think it's really changing the way that people look at the like the foundation and the trajectory of their business. Nice. And, and obviously, I like can Amazon and then uh, any what's do you have specific bookstores that are that, you know, are selling it and things like that? I know Amazon.com and .ca has it. I know Barnes and Noble has it. I know that there are certain real estate boards who have bought a bunch and are selling those as well. Yeah, I think Amazon's probably the easiest and the cheapest place to get it. There's also a Kindle version on Amazon. And obviously, there's an Audible version coming at some point. Well, obviously, we'll we'll keep updated on that and everything because I think it is. I think it's crucial for for especially for 
um, those people that are looking to build that business and take that next step and sort of understand like, you know, it is, it is, you know, both feed in kind of diving into to making it more that these kind of tools are, are going to be crucial to help set, set them out and set them aside to, in order to, to succeed. Yeah. And, and honestly, this is not the kind of book that you read once and you're like, Hey, that was great. Go through it once and then go back again and go through it. I would rather, and I tell people all the time, I would rather you read one book and you actually implemented what was in the book than you read a hundred books a year. And I think that that really is what differentiates people is information is not transformation. It actually requires you to implement what's in a book in order to see the results that you want. And I like that. That's a good way to sort of somewhat end our, our podcast episode today. But before we go, I do have three questions for you that I ask everybody that we that I have on here. Um, so what is something you do or use to ensure that you are always striving to work productively? I have an ideal calendar. So I developed this and it changes. But not only me, but also my husband and my team keep me accountable to it. So I have specific days that are set aside for calls and podcasts and meetings. I have a day every Friday is business fun day, which there is nothing on my calendar other than I get to sit with a whiteboard and I get to come up with things. I have one day a week as well that is 100% consumption. So I listen to podcasts, I read books, I go through course material from other people. And then I have a creative day where I create all day, whether it's content, whether it's trainings, whether it's courses. So my calendar is very, it's very organized. And it is based on my perfect week. It includes date night, and massages, and everything that I want to have it that is a non negotiable in my week. And so everything has to fit within their it's allotted space. And it keeps me really accountable to it. Definitely. And if it doesn't fit, then it ends up it's it's obviously not it's not meant to be there. It's not for me. It's for someone yeah. else. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yep. What is one habit that has transformed your life? Journaling. I journal every day. I actually so I live on a tiny island in the Bahamas. So I went to Toronto to record my book. And also I had a book launch party. And after dinner one night, I was in a car with my dad. And he's like, what do you want to do? I was like, I need to go to this store because I'm almost out of journals. It was like the number one thing that I needed to do while I was like in civilization. <laughs> I needed to buy yeah. more journals. I was curious as to whereabouts, uh, whereabouts the island was. And I was looking, I was like, huh, yeah, that is very much an <laughs> island. That is, that is a small location. Yeah, yeah there's 9,000 people on this island. Uh, it's like a friend of mine, he's finishing uh, his police program and he's moving up to Armstrong, Ontario. Oh. And it is about it is about two and a half hours, or sorry, almost three hours north of, and it oh, is wow. a population of about 200 and some odd people. Okay. Yeah. That's a small community. Small community. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, police, he makes, it'll make a lot of money in doing all that yeah. kind of stuff. So he's going to take it for a couple of years and see what he can do with it. I love it. it. Last question. If you could write a chapter in the guide to awesomeness, what would the title be? Would probably be something along the lines of like freedom with no regrets. Because I think that there's, and the reason why I do all of this, the number one regret at the end of people's lives is that they worked too much and they didn't spend enough time with friends and family and travel and all the things that they wanted to do. And they just spent 
way too much time working. And that's why I do this is because you get to have both. You can have the big, thriving, crazy business that you've always dreamed of, and you can have the freedom to you know, live the lifestyle and, and have no regrets. I like that. And I think that's a great note to end on. Again, thank you so much for joining me today, Jess. This was a really... I think a good eye-opening conversation for people. I think I hope that our listeners, you know, even if they can take one thing away, that they at least they take it away and, like you said, do something with it. Do something. Don't with just it. hear it. Do something. Yeah, with it. I love exactly. that. Exactly. Well, thank you. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts to keep up to date with the awesome people and awesome things we talk about. This is Jonah reminding you to be awesome today and be even more tomorrow.